Well, Abraham is mentioned in all our readings today. We've got the uh, Magnificat, our, our Lady's beautiful prophetic song here in our responsorial psalm. And the last line of it is the promise, talks about the promise that God made to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed, or to his children forever. And uh, our Lord in the Gospel passage mentions how many will come from east and west and recline with Abraham. And then, of course, our first reading from Genesis is uh, focused on Abraham. Abraham, the father of faith. And it is through this faith that Abraham received God into his life, welcomed God into his life, and was able to transmit divine power and goodness to all his descendants, to all his seed, to all his future children, both the children according to the flesh and all of us here who are among his many millions upon millions, even billions of spiritual children. And that is a remarkable uh, reality that Abraham could play such an important role in the history of salvation as to be the father of a multitude of nations, as to be the father even of the Gentiles, such as we are. And it was because of his faith, that faith that was open to receiving God is the only kind of faith that can then be able to transmit God to others. But notice that this openness of faith, this receptivity of faith, began with other actions. If we notice in the beginning of our first reading, the three, these three mysterious figures show up. And it's very likely that Abraham did not realize this was a divine visitation at first. By the end of the passage, he realizes this is, this is God. This is a divine visitation. But at first, it's very likely he did not realize that. And so we see him approaching these three men as if they were just ordinary visitors. And he gets up in the middle of the day, very hot in the desert. He's maybe taking a little siesta. He's trying to get out of the heat. And he runs from the door of his tent to greet these three visitors. And he bows down to them, greets them with a great uh, act of generosity and welcoming. And then he says, come in, I'm going to wash your feet. He commands his servants, get this ready, slaughter the calf. Sarah, make some, make some meal and some bread. And he scurries around and he is showing a great act of hospitality, a great act of generosity and welcoming. And it's that virtue that our father Abraham shows, that virtue of generosity, of hospitality, of human consideration, of considerateness and politeness, that, that charity, that love, that leads him to a place where his eyes can be opened, where he can realize that this is actually not just three random travelers, but that this is a divine visitation, probably angels. And so his virtue and his goodness prepare him to receive the gift of faith. And I think we see that as well in our gospel passage. I think it's, I reflect upon the life of this centurion and I think it was probably one of God's greatest gifts to this Gentile centurion that he would be placed in the military and that he would have 
uh, to obey authority figures in the military that were above him, and that he would also have demonstrated enough responsibility and hard work and virtue so that he would be entrusted with commanding others. And this is probably one of the greatest acts of providence in this man's life, that God would give him the opportunity to exercise the virtue of hard work and of responsibility so that he could find himself in this military structure with people commanding him over him and people having to listen to his commands. Because it's that virtue of obedience and rightfully directed and responsible authority that prepared him to be open to the gift of faith in Jesus Christ. Such that when he saw our Lord minister in Galilee, when he saw our Lord speak and cast out demons and preach, he recognized that this is the Son of God. He recognized that Jesus was perfectly obedient to the Father, just like he was obedient to his military superiors over him. And he recognized that all true authority and power to command comes only to those who are under lawful and rightful authority and are subject to rightful and lawful authority. And he, because he lived that virtue in his own life, could recognize that divine mystery of the Trinity, that the second person of the Trinity became incarnate in Jesus and was obedient to the Father unto death, and so therefore had the authority to command diseases to leave and be gone. And so, like our father Abraham, who through the virtue of hospitality was open to the gift of faith, so also this centurion, who through the virtue of obedience and and rightfully respect, uh, responsibly directed uh, authority, was open to the gift of faith in Jesus Christ. And, and, and thereby the centurion became a true son of Abraham, our father in the faith. And came to a place where he could join Abraham at that great banquet at the end of the world, at the end of time, towards which we are all heading.